Little annoying side note on this week's episode, my the files were just way too big for my computer, my files in particular. I started recording in a different format, and that was apparently a stupid idea. So the podcast is going to sound different this week because I had to edit it on my MacBook instead of on my Windows PC. I'll spare you the boring details of why that was, so... And I was too lazy to even record a uh, professional-sounding announcement at the beginning of this podcast. So uh, enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 246 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Tuesday, March 15th. It is 7.50 p.m. where I am, which must mean it's 4.50 p.m. where Mike lives. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Already starting off with a very interesting note. Um I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, I would say it's pretty bland. That's a pretty bland note. I will... Oh, we're just talking about time differences? Wow. Oh, this podcast <laughs> this is This is going to be an exciting podcast. <laughs> like, all my life I've just been looking for that kind of podcast where they talk about time differences, where the whole podcast is like, oh, it's uh, 5 o'clock over here. What time is it over there? Oh, it's 2? Oh, get out of town. Okay, now it's 7 over here. What time is it over there? And we can have guests on our podcast that are from different time zones where we can all just ask each other throughout the podcast. Anyway, um, maybe not. <laughs> I will say I'm not hungover today, which is good because I did drink right. alcohol last night. And if you listen to this podcast and pay attention, um, me, me being hungover is, is kind of a theme. Um, yeah, it's kind of a running trend. Yes. That's because I fucking hate my job. I officially, I'm going to just say I hate being a karaoke DJ. I fucking hate it. I'm so tired of it. I am burnt out on it. I hate that it's turned me into a semi-alcoholic. Um, I know that sounds like I'm blaming the job instead of blaming myself, but no. You fuck off with that. You stand behind a fucking DJ booth for four or five hours at a time and have people yelling to you when's my song coming up who's who's singing next uh, you know like how many more people to, how many more minutes like uh just what can i do to sing next you do that for five hours and tell me you can do that sober for uh what seven or eight years now well i mean i i i don't drink uh and well i wasn't addressing I, that I, sp- specifically to you mike i'm just no, saying it. i i know i'm just saying like i don't drink and i i could see why some people who work in retail might be driven to doing that especially dealing with the uh, the massive amount of people that they deal with every day they should stand for hours <clears throat> oh yeah no you know, trust me i people. worked in retail for six years i worked at cvs and i yeah. was a cashier and you got people getting pissed off at the dumbest fucking shit our biggest one thing guy, at, at cvs was, what what go ahead <laughs> one older guy like he was mad about the bag charges because we're charging for bags now in in washington state oh, so I... we're charging for like eight or nine cents a bag it's not that much it's eight or nine cents is there anything you can get nowadays for eight or nine cents i'll give you my two i'll give you my two cents right now i don't like it (laughs) hey you know it is what it is Uh, that's fine i'm just saying like the guy though who's very rude about it he was like swearing and like just 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 completely fucking uh beside himself you know that's fucking ridiculous 
It was fucking bullshit. <laughs> Which I thought was funny in, in retrospect. I'm sure at some point, but, like, I'm sure at some point he 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 wanted to blame the you know sitting president for that as well. Fucking Joe yeah, Biden, ru- ruining ruining this goddamn country. Um, I think yep. uh, the biggest thing that we ran into at CVS is on the retail front was um, those fucking sale tags being e- either the price. The, it's like yes. the customers were so good uh-huh. at finding the one product in the entire store that had the wrong price. Like literally yeah. every fucking day it was yep. like someone was bringing up a product and either the sales tag from the week before wasn't removed or just the price itself was ringing up different than the price that it said yep. on the UPC. Yep, 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 yep. I've dealt with that, but I'll, I'll, I'll one-up you there. How about the people who are mad and upset, but they just don't read Yes, that, the, the sign? Yep, I yeah, had to deal with that as well. They're like... You know, where said, they're all like, it, no. oh, this says that this is this, and then you're like... You have somebody go and check it, and like, no, it's actually up to this point. Or if you read the sign, it says that these certain things are excluded, or you know, this is actually this price, and it's just a simple thing of reading the sign. I love it when they get like all this like god complex, like they know that they're right. Like, uh, 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 I don't think so. That's buy two, get one free. And, and like in the tone they say it, it's almost like they want to follow, yeah. follow it up with, you piece of shit, fuck you. And then uh-huh. I, I walk them over to it and it says, buy two, get the third one half off. And yeah. I point it out to them uh-huh. and, and I give them the little smile like, uh-huh, you dumb bitch. You think you're smart? <laughs> Do you feel good about yourself now? And they're like, oh, well, that's... That's me, blah, blah, blah. and and it is misleading because our tags in bold letters. Oh, yeah. In bold letters, they say two get one, but all the other yeah. shit is smaller. So some of them, some of them are misleading, but sometimes they're not at all, and people just don't read the signs. Um, I mean, so uh, yes, retail and karaoke DJing does have yeah. that one thing in common of like standing in one, you know, pretty much one spot for a long period of time and dealing with all all, all these people. But dealing see, with a, dealing with a bunch of people as a karaoke DJ, though, these people are drunk, so they yeah. they um most of them can't be, really be reasoned with. Like if they want, I, and even I, and I know in retail there are some customers who maybe aren't drunk who are just as unreasonable. Oh but, yeah, but good 100%. lord. These people are just, ugh. Well, I don't know. I deal with people who are fucking high and trying to, you know, get uh, free products so they can uh, get their fix. And I'm getting really sick of that. I'm getting sick and fucking tired of these tweakers coming into the store at night and then grabbing stuff, putting them in carts, then coming up to the register and trying to pull this bullshit like, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, can I trade in this item uh-huh. for this item? Uh, and I'm like, do you have a receipt? Like, no, we called in earlier. Like, they didn't call in no, earlier. And on top of that, I already I, I saw both of them walk in and grab carts. Uh, and they're like, oh, no, we came in with this. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't come in with that. Don't give me that fucking bullshit. And then on top of that, they waste your fucking time. It, it's it's like, why are you fucking with me? Just grab your shit and get the fuck out. Why are you fucking with me? Because Trying to do this whole bullshit of, 
oh, I'm trading this in. And some people say it's like a distraction so that their accomplice can leave with the other stuff, which is what the accomplice did. But th that's even pointless. Like, just, just fucking go. Like, it doesn't really matter. Just, t it just take it off the shelf and walk out because it's not like y'all could do anything anyway. Exactly. I can't do shit. So stop fucking with me. Yeah. Stop. At least don't waste your time. At least just take yeah. the thing and leave, you know? Like, like yeah. why are you... Pull uh, the, I think I've already talked about it on here before, but uh, the the big one that they love doing at CVS was um, they take they fish a receipt from outside of the trash can outside the uh -huh. store. They they find a receipt that has a decently priced item on there. They go inside the store. This one's a little bit more elaborate. They steal the product, walk out. Then they come back into the store with this crumpled ass receipt, which in and of itself isn't weird because some you know, a lot of people crumple up their receipts and then they're like, oh wait, I want to return this or whatever um they come with this crumpled ass dirty receipt and this thing that they claim that they bought and they try to get a refund that way and you can usually tell nine times out of ten which ones are legit and which ones aren't yeah that's never worked for me because our system will just automatically not find it and then it'd be like it's not on the receipt yeah well like back in the day sometimes it would work but um it, we started getting to where we'd be like, do you, we, like this wasn't even true, but we just started saying it because it was happening so much. We're like, do you still have the card that you bought it on? And they're like, oh, no, man, blah, blah, blah. my wife has it. It's yeah. like, oh, sorry, uh -huh. dude, you have to have the card or we can't yeah. issue Speaking of the card thing, that's another thing that they do. They go up front to the register. They have a couple items that they bring up to buy. Then you bring them up, and then they're like, uh, I left my card in my uh, jacket in my car. I'll be right back. And then they never come back. Wow. That's the thing that I don't understand that one. It's like, I just, you're going to go through all that trouble. You're going to wait in line and do all this and be like, oh, I'm going to go get my uh, stuff. And then you never come back because you just walked out with something else. Like, what, you think you're actually going to trick us? You actually pulled the wool over our eyes. You're some kind of fucking criminal mastermind that you figured that one out. No. <laughs> yeah. We all know what's going on. This is one that um, this is one that happened to me as well. Um, by the way, guys, feel free to try all of these at your local CVS or Michael's store <laughs> and, and let us know what the results are. Um. I'm not endorsing that statement. This guy, the, and, and th for, with this one, um, you you have to, like, put some acting into it. So this is what this guy does. He comes into, into CVS, and he's kind of, like, already, like, shaking and tweaking and shit, acting like, you know, he's in a hurry or something. He's like, hey, man, hey, I'm in a, in a big hurry right now. Uh, can I get a carton of uh, Parliaments and a carton of Marlboro Ultras or Ultralights or whatever? And I'm like, all right. So, you know, you're already talking two cartons of cigarettes. That's like... I don't know what, like 70, 80, oh, maybe a hundred bucks. Uh, that's a, that's a lot of, that's a big, it's a big get. So I get the car that this was back when CVS sold cigarettes, by the way, they don't sell them anymore. Um, so the guy inserts his card into the, uh, he's like, yeah, make you go ahead and bag those up for me. And I'm in a hurry. And the guy inserts his card into the machine, um, and then takes it out. And in the, time that it says processing he grabs a bag and he's already starting to walk out and then it said card declined and i go uh sir your card was declined and he just keeps walking and i'm like sir your card was declined i'm like oh that's real good man yeah you're real cool like stealing you know that's that's good 
and he just like walked out. That was that was the whole scam was to like act yeah. like you're in a hurry to where you know there's no chit chat or there's no there's no real chance that he's still going to be at the register when the card says decline and I grab the bag back, you know, like he had this whole system figured out. And I am not editing any of this out because this is going to be the first segment <laughs> of the podcast is going to be called Mike and Josh's retail woes. But um yeah, man, I'm just uh, I'm, But our our woes at our jobs are nothing compared to the woes of Grant Hendrickson and Michelle Cardenga. I mean, they don't, they technically don't have any woes anymore. No, they don't have any woes but, anymore. But for but, like uh, the 10 to 15 seconds of their life they had yeah. a lot of woes absolutely so uh this is my pick uh this is from season 10 i believe actually season 9 uh on january 3rd of 1995 the bodies of mercer university students grant hendrickson 22 and michelle cardia i can't f- pronounce her last name uh for some reason um my brain is not able to interpret it properly to have it come out from my lips in a, in a correct fashion. Your extreme degree of Caucasian prevents you from uh, yeah. pronouncing it properly. I can't, I can't roll R's. I think that's, that might be, it. I, can, I can't, I can't do that rolling. Thing. I can roll R's because German has a lot of the uh, R rolling yeah. like Herrgott, which means God. Uh-huh. I can do it. Arr. So uh, you have uh, Grant and Michelle. Uh, they were found in uh, Michelle's Honda Accord, dead. They had been brutally shot with a Colt AR-15 automatic rifle the night before. Grant had also been shot twice in the head with a 9mm Ruger pistol. Uh, Michelle's thought, body had been pulled from was, the car. Sorry to interrupt. I thought it was a. they said it was a semi-automatic. It could have been. I, I, I'm just going off of Wiki. Yeah, they have it wrong. It's um, a semi because I don't think uh, citizens are able to buy fully auto- automatic uh, machines. Well, like I said, he could have just fucking bought it from that's a, you know that's true a shady place. Wait, well, uh, anyway, whatever. They they'll find those rifles. It doesn't matter if they're not supposed to be allowed to be sold to the public. They'll get it on the black market. Um, I will say this about, uh, the, uh, the reenactment, uh, even though this is like one of the later seasons, it still had that mood and that atmosphere, uh, that really gets under your skin and the whole shot of the guy in the ski mask with the rifle, just gunning them down while they're in the car. That was pretty chilling. Yeah, it was um, very reminiscent of the uh, Zodiac scene, you know, a few yeah. seasons earlier. Yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, if I saw this show when I was a kid, it would be another one of those things that made me paranoid about uh-huh. going anywhere. Yep. <laughs> yeah, sure would. <laughs> was like, I can't even go on a, a nice little uh, uh, date with, with uh, my girl to the movies and then go to Lover's Lane. I'm telling you right now, dude, if there was a, a, a quote-unquote <laughs> Lover's Lane in Jacksonville and it was like this like grassy knoll or hill or whatever and I'm, and I'm there alone with the girl and then I see any headlights coming up, I'm, I'm either automatically turning on my car and driving away immediately or I am like stopping all activity until I establish what's going on with that other car. Like, yeah, that's the level of paranoia I've gotten to from watching this is that show. like the ultimate turnoff for you like the ultimate mood killer <laughs> uh yes like i yeah. mean 
especially like when you're out with a female because it's like you know it's if I'm out with my buddy Trey, it's like, you know, two dudes versus whoever the fuck is going to try to fuck with us. When I'm out with a female, it's like, I feel like I have to kind of protect them as well, you know, as as myself, you know, not saying that women are defenseless. But I mean, if it's like a, a male intending harm, then. But I mean, if the guy has a an automatic rifle, like. Well, yeah, well, that's what really I'm saying. I, you know, I have to have the judgment of like, hey, I don't want to risk you getting hurt. So we're going to leave because I don't know if this guy has a gun or not. Yes, I know I sound crazy right now. I watched a lot of Unsolved Mysteries growing up. We're leaving. <laughs> that I could just I could totally see that. Oh, yeah. I think shit like that's happened before with me. Like I'm like I and you know what? Nothing bad has ever happened. Because of my extreme degree of of reservation with uh, so, trust. Thank you, Robert Stack. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Michelle's body had been pulled from the car and uh, dragged 20 feet. Police and victims' families cannot understand why they had been killed. Uh, I still don't really understand why. It seems like it was just a, a random act of violence. Especially when it comes to something that extreme. I mean, to just come up with a automatic rifle and just unload it into the car. Uh, they had been dating for several months, and they did well in school. According to friends, they had talked about getting married. Investigators tried to piece together what happened to Grant and Michelle, starting with the night of January 2nd, when they left to go get dinner and see a movie. I wonder what movie they saw. It was like 95. It was in January... Hmm. I don't know what was playing in January. Probably something pretty lame since it's January. I mean, January of 1995. Yeah, they were probably watching uh, some rom-com. Some shitty forget, for, uh, forgotten rom-com. <laughs> or maybe they went and saw a horror film. I don't know. That would have been pretty uh, uh, ironic. So, investigators, uh, they tried to piece together what happened. Uh, they went to see a movie, and they got dinner as they drove to the movie theater. They were seen by a railroad worker named John Ambrose. Michelle's car was in the right lane while he was in, right next to them. Suddenly, a blue Honda CRX swerved in front of them and started slowing up in front of Michelle's car. As a result, she had to do so, too. When John exited the interstate, he lost sight of the other two cars. I remember when they interviewed this guy... And he was, like, talking about the car was so amazing or something like that. Oh, like, yeah, he, I know. He, he, he was really impressed by that that uh, that, that car. It was the blue Honda CRX. It's a Honda CRX. <laughs> like, how many fucking cars do you see, man? And and then, you know, conversely... It was a beautiful car. It's like, what? <laughs> conversely, that must mean that uh, he was very unimpressed by uh, their car, the victim's car, because he said nothing about their car. I was like... That's just a really weird thing. I, I know. To say. I, I, yeah, I, I felt that was kind of a weird detail that he threw in, like, and the fact that he happened to see them twice that same night. It's almost like, dude, the, the the guy's like right on camera here. You're interviewing him, like the guy who did it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the blue Honda CRX swerved in front of them. Uh, they stopped. John exited the interstate. He lost sight of the other cars. Grant and Michelle then went to the movie. They actually were able to make it. Afterwards, they drove to a scenic overlook at nearby Lake Juliet. Uh, John Ambrose was also talking about, oh, I saw uh, there was a black man and, like, a woman and this other white guy. Um, 
But, like, the way that they edited that scene together in the reenactment, like, it shows, like, this white guy looking at him and glaring at him like he had something to say. That According to John, like, he looked at me like he had something to say. But, like, it, it's not... He doesn't really mention the white guy until later, so it just kind of... To me, it was just kind of confusing. I'm like, I'm like, who is the one driving the car? So, they uh, drove... They saw the movie, they uh, managed to get away from the movie theater safely, they drove to a scenic overlook, uh, coincidentally John Ambrose is driving near the area when he once again noticed Grant, Michelle, and the CRX. He first noticed uh, the latter sitting by the road with his parking lights on, just down the road he noticed Michelle's car heading towards the parking lot at the scenic overlook. Two other eyewitnesses, teenagers parked at the lake, spotted the CRX pulling into the parking lot at around 12.30 a.m. Just seconds later, they heard the sounds of gunshots nearby. Uh, not not the best performances by the the actors they had to play the teenagers who were, who were all talking about hearing gunshots. Um, oh, turn it down. Turn the music down. Could have sworn I heard gunshots. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I, I don't. Again, it could could be because of the show. Like, why would you? And I think the girl's like, oh no, it couldn't be gunshots. It's like at that, if you're in a remote, remote location and you hear something that sounds like gunshots, why would you stay? I know. I just be like, like, I don't care if it. Why could would you or take the chance? Be. You know. I mean, it's like, <laughs> okay, well, let's just hedge our bets and leave, and 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 live, leave and live. That's that yeah. should be the the uh the motto that is um hammered onto one of the trees at lovers lane just be uh, a, a, a yeah be a public service announcement if you hear a rent what you think might be a gunshot leave and live i i could actually see robert stack doing a psa yeah. like that with the trench coat and everything and and just being like leave and live yeah <laughs> Uh, two other eyewitnesses, uh, the, the teenagers, they heard the gunshots. Shortly after that, they saw the CRX drive away from the parking lot. When the couple went to investigate, they found Michelle and Grant dead. At first, the evidence appeared to point to the CRX being the killer's vehicle, but then a new witness, Stephen Boyd, came forward. He was in the parking lot of the movie theater on the night of January 2nd. He claimed that he saw a young man arguing with Grant and Michelle. He appeared to be drinking and was with another man. They then got into a white pickup truck. Investigators had him look at a photo lineup. He identified a friend of Michelle's who also had a crush on her. According to him, the man would become violent if he was drunk. Uh, The man denied any involvement in the case and gave investigators an alibi. However, the police had not confirmed it. He is still considered a person of interest. Despite this, they have not found a connection between him and the CRX that was seen at the murder scene. Um... There were some people that were friends of Michelle's who were interviewed and they talked about this guy and they're, they're oh, he's a nice guy, except when he gets drunk, then he gets violent. I mean, some people, they are just assholes when they drink. It's just, it's just a proven thing. Like some people just don't really handle the alcohol as well as others. Yeah. It changes I mean, they... their chemistry. It changes the way they act. My dad is an annoying asshole. Like, he is a total asshole when he's drunk. 
it kind of takes i'm kind of an expert on this matter not only because <laughs> I drink a lot, not only because i drink a lot myself but i'm around all kinds of different personalities yeah. every week when i do my thing it it pretty much takes the bad parts of you of your personality that you when sober you're able to kind of keep them underneath the surface kind of keep them out of people's face and certain people when they drink it just the lid blows off and all that yeah. shit just comes out and not only does it come out it's amplified and exaggerated yeah the inhibitions are gone and it's like they're all acting like a bunch of belligerent Gary Buseys like I have a friend <laughs> who um, he he's took medication and he's gotten better about it thank god but uh, he was insecure you know when he like he was deeply insecure but he never really talked about it when he was like sober like he just didn't didn't mention it um but when he would drink all it would take is one one wrong thing said that would set him off and he would go on this he he would either like leave the situation but usually what he would do is he would leave the situation in a huff and then he would send me all these fucking text messages, dude, that they would be crazy. It's like, yeah, so I guess I'm just a big fucking joke to everyone. It doesn't matter any way. I think I, the world would be better off if I was dead. It does, Nothing matters in life. I'm just a fucking loser. And girls, you know, will never like me. And you're so... Wow, sounds like young Josh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But see that's, see, that's the difference. This dude's only a year younger than me. And, like, this happened... This, all this shit happened fairly recently. So it's like, yes, young Josh would be like that. But I grew out of that. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah, he, exactly. It, it's almost like he just never grew out of being like insecure. And mm -hmm. like I said, when he's not drunk, he's able to mask it and, and you know, not shove it in people's face. But That's interesting because yeah. I, I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, it's liquid courage. You know, that's the term. Like it makes you less insecure but i guess that this is an instance where it's the opposite well right because we, we, he already had well, he, clearly that that was already eating at the back of his head the, like every mm -hmm. day of his life but when he yeah. when he drank it just like i said he he wouldn't he wouldn't automatically start out that way but it would just take one little fucking thing man one little comment that he took the wrong way uh it, it could even be something that i indirectly did to him like i yeah got a girl's number and he didn't you know that would trigger him like oh you're so much more interesting than me aren't you and blah 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 blah. and it's like you know cl clearly he's not thinking logically he's gotten plenty of girls numbers you know he's not a bad looking dude it's so it's like i mentioned to, to this to my friend i'm like dude you've been with you know good-looking chicks and you know you've gotten people's numbers and but none of that mattered none of that mattered in that moment he just blew it off like you know well it, it doesn't matter anyway so yeah i i get what you're saying about the you know change of people and yeah some people just turn into straight up assholes some people get really annoying like you said yeah. your, your dad gets yes. or whatever he's um, obnoxious i know people like that that come to my gigs and they just kind of float around me at my karaoke table and they're just it's like, hanging get the around fuck away from me man <laughs> and, and some people are unaware of how bad their breath stinks and they're just like uh -huh. talking and like they, they they just there's this one dude i'm thinking of in particular he just pushes air out of his body when he talks just he just pushes it out with a force <laughs> that is so intense that you're just getting 
God forbid he hits any P sounds or any sounds that push air yeah. out because it, it just just like those stupid wind gun things with the bag in, and you pull the bag back and let it go and it blasts you with air. Like, uh-huh. That's essentially what that this dude's mouth is a mini version of that. And it's just like I, I, I either have to hold my breath or turn my face and he's like spitting on me and as he's talking it's like sorry i just went off on a karaoke rant more than anything just then. It, it, it just it sounds rough though and uh it is i it's definitely uh probably one of those uh things where you get a get a taste of of what uh 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 steven saw you know when it comes to that uh drunk guy who was uh just upset and belligerent about the fact that his crush was dating another guy. And when you're drunk, you know, those inhibitions that you might have in terms of not acting out and not being a dick about it are, are significantly lessened. So this case was actually solved. For nearly two years, investigators checked the records of every major pawn shop and gun dealer within 150 miles of Macon. They interviewed every person who had sold or pawned a Colt AR-15. After over 2,000 leads, investigators received a break. After following up on pawn shop records, an investigator questioned 22-year-old man, a uh, 22-year-old man named Andy Cook, on November 27, 1996. He acted suspiciously during his interview. He claimed he had gotten rid of his AR-15 in April of 1994. However, the investigator noted that he had not purchased it until August of that year. Whoops. He became defensive and said that he would not cooperate until he spoke with his father, who was an FBI agent. Holy shit. Nice. Really, dude? <laughs> Your dad's an FBI agent, and you're like, eh, I'm just going to fucking gun down this couple with an AR-15. <laughs> Pi is, well, he said he bought it. Yeah, so it must have been semi-automatic. Cause... Maybe he thought that he bought it from a pawn shop. So that might be a different sort of selling. I don't think procedure. pawn shops are legally allowed to carry auto, fully automated weapons. I wouldn't think so. I don't so, know why I'm. I don't know why I'm so hung up on that one little detail. <laughs> <laughs> like it matters one way or the other. So yeah, he wanted to speak to his daddy, who was in the FBI. The investigators decided to look into him more thoroughly. I wonder if he thought he could get away with it because his dad's an FBI agent. Well, I'll get away with it because my dad's in the FBI. Yeah. They discovered that Cook uh, owned a Honda CRX similar to the one described by eyewitnesses. They also learned that an acquaintance had purchased him a 9mm Ruger handgun one year before the murders. He was put under surveillance for a week before he was arrested on December 4th on a hunting violation. (laughs) He was arrested on a hunting violation. Now, not the brightest bulb. Afterwards, his father told investigators he had confessed to the murders. Grant and Michelle were apparently random targets. God, I mean, just the random acts of brutal violence that happen on this show. It's just, it's shocking and horrifying. Really Uh, is. I, I got on another little Unsolved Mysteries tangent when I was watching these episodes. I ended up watching one where, like, these old people were killed <laughs> and it's just like unsolved mysteries was never afraid to go there like no it could be the most brutal shit ever and it's like no we're going to talk about this whether you like it or not like shit and a lot of people probably watched it you know with their families <sighs> or, or you know watched it uh, while they were eating dinner <laughs> they should watch it unsolved mysteries and 
that's kind of like that's that that in unsolved mysteries is kind of like the epitome of uh how americans view like what is appropriate and what is not appropriate on tv like unsolved mysteries could almost be considered a family show in the sense that they didn't swear there wasn't any nudity there was violence but violence has never been that big of a deal on american tv but God forbid there'd be a naked titty or the F-bomb was dropped. Then yep. all of a sudden it would be rated uh-huh. R, inappropriate. Uh-huh. It's like our our moral barometer is completely fucked in this country, man. Yeah. And yeah. it's still pretty much like that to this day. Like, you can – you like, I was watching that uh, one of those uh, ghost hunter shows, and they, they were uh, – investigating this old prison that was haunted and they in one of the recreations they literally show some dude getting a shank shoved in his neck it was brief but it was yeah. disturbing man i'm like i remember you telling me about that or like you how, did a video it, when you were yeah. talking about the other ghost hunting shows yeah yeah like it, yeah my forever ago that was like one of the, my first videos but yeah it was just like all right you know i mean that's that's our where our values are at it's like yeah uh, female nudity or nudity in general, verboten. No, absolutely not. Saying fuck. Drug or... use? No. <laughs> I mean, dropping the f bomb. It's like sayonara. You can drop just... it once, but if you drop it more than once, that's yeah, that's too much. That's going too far. That's it's. Uh, we're a violent country. So apparently, uh, several friends also stated uh, that he had confessed to killing them with an AR-15. He allegedly told one friend that he killed them to see if he could get away with it. Like, I just, uh, that, that whole reasoning is just like, what the fuck? Like, like what, what is going on in your fucking head? I'm when just, you're like, oh, I'm just going to decide to kill someone with an AR-15 to see if I can get away with it. I'm curious as to how he still has friends after like admitting that and, and saying just to see it. Because at that point, really, you, you can never really disagree with the guy or make him mad. Um, you pretty much have to do whatever. Hey, man, can you do me a favor and uh, help me like move everything out of my house into my new house? Uh, yeah, sure, man. Uh, any anything you want, you know. Wouldn't want to make you mad. Might try to uh do something to me just to see if you can. Uh, you know, it's like I I don't see how people like that still have friends. Like what? Like, I mean, if I found out that I think I think we've said this before on here. It's like if I found out that Mike killed somebody, I wouldn't want to be his friend anymore you know i'm sure vice versa yeah. it's like yeah you're yeah. you're not a good person i don't i no. don't want, I don't no. want to be involved with you I, I i feel the same way if you if it was you who did I mean, the even killing. even when someone got out of, out of jail even when they served their sentence and all paid their debt to society or whatever you want to call it it's like well you still you still at some point in your life were so morally defective that you well i mean i think it depends it depends on the context i mean for instance my stepbrother he just screwed up and assaulted a police officer he didn't like really break any crazy laws oh assault is assault is totally different than murder those are two totally different things yeah i guess i I know i'm i'm friends with plenty of people who have assaulted people yeah yeah um you know, murder, that's like the next level. Now, I could see if Unless it was Unless it's self-defense. Like, right. I mean, obviously. But, like, I could see uh, maybe, maybe if they were, like, 17 years old and then they get out of the jail when they're 60, yeah. then it's like, okay, you are clearly a dumb kid. You made a dumb move. You paid the price. Yeah. And maybe you're all right now. I don't or know. they were uh, 
coerced, you know, kind of kind of forced into this situation to do it. You know, sometimes that does happen. But then the shitty like, thing oh, about you do this, or I'm gonna kill your f- family, or I'm gonna do the, the something uh, that's just as bad. So the you, thing about you, prison you don't have though, an is like you become a better criminal from being in prison. Yeah, I know. We our, our rehabilitation system is absolute garbage. Yeah. So, so it's anyway, like, yeah. uh, he, ballistic uh, testing determined that the slugs from his rifle matched those found at the murder scene. Further testing determined that his Ruger handgun was also used in the murders. Finally, DNA testing connected tobacco spit found in Michelle's leg to him. So he spat on her leg? Apparently. In 1997, he was charged with the murders, and in March of 1998, he was convicted and sentenced to death. He was executed on February 22nd of 2013. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, there was they cooked no- his ass. <laughs> They, no... they 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 didn't actually they probably didn't electrocute him because they don't do electrocutions as much anymore but if they if they could have cooked his ass they would have <laughs> yeah um some some states still do the firing squad apparently he apologized before his execution like what what does that even matter so fucking what dude yeah, I mean, I think in one of those cases, it's like the family, and, and I, I've never had to go through this, and I hope I never I never have to. Um, it's one of those things where it's like the family's like, we forgive you, even though, like, the person, whether they say sorry or not. I wouldn't fucking forgive this guy. Huh? <laughs> I wouldn't forgive this fucking guy. Well, you know that, like, they say that forgiveness isn't for the other person, it's for yourself, because if you don't forgive then you will wear that 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 toxic that's bullshit when it comes to somebody like this who decided to kill uh, my loved one or or one of my family members because he just wanted to see if he get away with it like it's like no fuck that guy fuck him yeah <laughs> i've i've just seen it a lot in the courts you know like i know the the the, the guy or chris watts you know yeah. kills his fucking wife and two kids and then the family of the victim stands up and they're like you know we've already forgiven you and and the forgiveness is more so the family yeah. can move on and they might they might just say that but like deep down like they, they still think he's a piece of shit Sometimes they just say it for the camera, and sometimes Speaking. sometimes it is is something they legitimately do believe in. But I, if I was that, if that was, if uh, someone who got killed was a, a close friend of mine or was a, a family member, like I, you know, no, why 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 should I forgive you for that? That's All unforgivable. Right. Josh uh, uh, just got back from taking a, a, a shit, so I think that that's a, a good uh, jumping off point for uh, the absolute piece of shit that we're going to talk about next, uh, Clayton Wagner. It'll be funny to see if I feel if the uh, Josh just took a shit comment makes it into the final podcast or not. We shall see. <laughs> maybe it will, maybe it won't. I might I might put in some like elevator music or something in in between <laughs> for like a, a second. Uh, hey man, nature calls. Normalize talking about taking a dump. 
That's what. That's the sign I'm holding up outside of the uh, freeway. <laughs> so yeah, this is the story of Clayton Wagner. Um, during the late 1990s and early 2000s, 43-year-old ex-felon Clayton Wagner had embarked on a cross-country quote mission from God to kill abortion providers. That was a, a Blues Brothers reference, by the way. We're on it. a mission from... Ga- okay, good. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> he used his computer skills to compile a list of abortion clinics and their employees. Now, that statement used his computer skills to compile a list of abortion clinics. That might have been something. You know, that really might have been something back in the late 90s and early But nowadays, 2000s. it's just using Google. Yeah, like, but, it's yeah not- nowadays, it's literally like he googled uh, a list of abortion clinics and said siri how do i get to this clinic but yeah, yeah back then um that, that i guess that was really something to uh find that because google was in its infancy if it even existed at all and um yeah so. what did he ask jeeves <laughs> we used to use that one for some reason i don't know why we he was on or he, he just got on aol's free trial and was like uh Abortion clinics to bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, search engines like anyway. I'm not going to get on that topic. Uh, so, armed with uh, surveillance equipment, police scanners, and firearms, he claims to have stalked over 100 clinics in 19 states. This is a man who has way too much fucking time on his hands. Mm-hmm. However, while tra- uh, traveling in a stolen motor vehicle with his wife and eight children, their vehicle broke down. It's a motorhome. Yeah. yeah. Now my question is, uh, why wouldn't the wife have que- had questioned like, "Hey, we never owned an RV before. What's the deal with this?" You know, like she might have, but she might have been a little naive because he, you know, might have been someone that she was able to easily trust prior to all of this. So maybe he just made up a story like, "Oh, you know, you know, it was a gift or." You know, I, I won it in a poker game or something. And then he's like, all right. Okay, yeah. Clayton. You know, that kind of thing. True. So, um, a license plate check revealed that the vehicle was stolen. So, Wagner was uh, arrested. And in the re- reenactment, you know, the cops like, oh, we're going to have to take you down to the station and interview you and your family and all that. And he's like, no, nah, man, leave my wife out of it. And then he apparently admitted to everything after that. So he's a good guy. He, he's a family man. He, he obviously, you know, he's trying to, you know. And uh, is that people. when he took that legendary mugshot when he got arrested <laughs> for oh the God. stolen motorhome? <laughs> Dude, one of these mugshots. Well, in all these mugshots, he looks bad. And, and uh, I think Mike even had people captioning, like, like what what does this man look like or whatever in his mugshot and people have been captioning it on our uh, Facebook group which you should join because we do fun shit like that every now and then go to Facebook and uh, search uncovering unexplained mysteries in the it looks like he uh, had a face to face encounter with a, a drunken uh, bar uh, uh, a guy at a at a karaoke show that's what it seems like. That 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 would be your. That's like the reaction you get when you're face to face with somebody who has breath that's extraordinarily bad. Like I was telling Mike before we started the podcast, this guy looks like the first roadie that any band ever has before they actually <laughs> make it big. 
Um, yeah, and then he's the one that brags about uh, working with uh, that band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, this guy is, um, if he if he was in a cover band, which he definitely looks like he would be, he would demand to be the lead singer, uh, and and he would be the the sad, washed up fifties fifty uh, year old cover band guy. Um, but this one particular mugshot, like he's got like long <laughs> hair covering his face and he's making this expression, you know, like if someone tells you something extreme and you're just like, Psh, man, get out of here. Like you just kind of like widen your mouth and narrow your eyes or whatever. Or it could be like the dude got kicked in the nuts, something hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his eyes are closed. Like his eyes are closed. It looks like he's uh, straining for some reason. I don't understand. It's one of those photos where it's a mystery. I'm like, how the fuck did it turn out to be that bad? I like the comment from Jesse. Dude looks like Bob's Burger before he settled down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's good. And another person was just like, uh, they put down uh, below. They're like, just butthead laughing. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, So, yeah. Um, he was arrested while in jail awaiting trial. He wrote to the extremist anti-abortion group Army of God for support. He became acquainted with Reverend Donald Spitz. And they have they have uh, interviews with uh, Spitz. And even he wants to distance himself from this this fucking crazy guy. Yeah, he almost wants to distance. He, he wants to distance himself from the guy, but not the movie. Not his movement. Because Which is pretty he, fucked up. Because even in, in the interview, he's like, you know, even if uh, Clayton does take out some baby butchers, then he's still going to jail for the rest of his life, so he just needs to turn himself in. And it's like, all right, well, you clearly have no sympathy for these human beings. And I know he could turn, well, you have no sympathy for the unborn human beings, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, um, I, and, and let me just say, like, I was quite surprised that Unsolved Mysteries had this Donald Spitz guy on to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he obviously has a. He's an extremist. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, maybe by him being on there, he was trying to say that he, you know, his group does not advocate this kind of stuff. But I feel like on on the side, like, he's totally, like, cool with it. Like, he's totally cool. I find it crazy that. He, you know, he's still a reverend. Like he's a man of God, and he's talking the army of God. Like, yeah, God wants you to, you know, to to be this extreme about this kind of thing. Sure, absolutely, all about love and care and 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 all of that. Yeah, no, he wants you to, you know, be supportive of this kind of extremist movement for sure, one hundred percent. You're totally doing God's work. That's why I'm glad I'm not part of a religion. <laughs> Because if you don't believe in God, you don't have these stupid moral compasses that you uh, force not only upon yourself, but you also force on everybody else. Um, So, yeah, basically, Clayton was upset because he got caught before he could fulfill his quote unquote mission Um, on December. Yeah, the guy was saying he's he was if you even work at an abortion clinic, he was going to kill you. Yeah, you could be a janitor there. It doesn't matter. On December 6, 2000, a federal jury in Illinois convicted Wagner of possession of firearms 
by a convicted felon in possession of a stolen motor vehicle. During his two-day trial, Wagner claimed the insanity defense, saying that he had received a mission from God after his daughter's miscarriage to kill the doctors who provided abortions. That's the, that's the weird thing. I don't understand why that would trigger this whole uh, uh, turn to crime for him. It just doesn't it doesn't compute to me because that was just a natural uh, act of, of, you know, it was a tragedy. It was well, just a yeah, natural tragedy. You remember at the I beginning don't... of the segment, he heard like they were like mourning the baby's uh, the, the miscarriage or whatever. Yeah. And then he heard a voice from God saying, oh, yeah. Okay. How can you mourn mm-hmm. this one loss when there are, are hundreds being killed every day by these abortion doctors? So that's when he, you know, found his holy calling or whatever. Um, that's when he snapped. That's when he had a mental yeah, break. Essentially, that's what yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so Wagner when told. You're hearing voices from God saying, "You, you, you're, you're sad about your kid and uh, not making it and being dead when there's all these other babies that are killed by these abo- these damn abortionists." <laughs> Like you'd be like, all right, yeah, that, that's 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 not God telling you to go on a mission from God. It's something else. I think my first thought would be like, oh my God, I'm hearing voices in my head. Fuck. Yeah, not thank you, God. Like no. <laughs> like yes, what happened to me is totally normal. Uh, hearing a voice in my head that's not mine. That's that's completely okay. Anyway, just, Wagner told just Frost- listen to it. Wagner told prosecutors that at the time that the vehicle broke down, he was traveling to Seattle, Washington, to kill an abortion doctor. Don't know why he would tell them that, but that's what he did. Statements from Wagner were posted on anti-abortion websites. In the statements, he claimed that he would kill anyone associated with abortion clinics. While he was in jail in February of 2001, Wagner used a plastic comb. Before, before you finish up on that, I want to mention, uh, because this was uh, one of the segments from the last two seasons that were on lifetime so the production values were definitely not there compared to the other seasons and it was very evident when you would have like some guy narrating what wagner said over footage of an empty courtroom like they couldn't even afford to have like extras or anything like that to recreate the actual uh uh moment when he was convicted so they just had like an empty courtroom and then some guy narrating what he said in in the most boring voice possible like the guy sounded like you know jack handy from snl you know the deep thoughts guy yeah it reminded me of that yeah i never i i actually didn't really notice that bit until you pointed out just then um that's some um that's some pretty hardcore attention to detail there, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I didn't notice that, but yeah, I guess that's true. You know, that you got to pay all those extras um, to be in the courtroom, and that could be, you know, thousands of dollars in cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, look what you get for the money you pay. You know, 20 years later, a uh, 30-something-year-old podcaster is uh, – pointing you out <laughs> calling your ass out for being cheap see don't you feel bad john and terry when was the new they season don't give supposed a fuck. To, is the new season out even like no it's not out it's not out yeah because we're inevitably gonna have to cover it when it does come out which i'm not looking forward to 
I don't even think we even covered all the cases from the, the, the new one, did we? Weren't there some we skipped and didn't we, even talk about? No, uh, I think we might have skipped one or two. Shit, we even covered a first, uh, the first couple episodes of the podcast that they did. That I they wonder did. if that's still going. Yeah, I, I forgot about the podcast. It wasn't bad, but it it wasn't that good either. It's just, I, I guarantee you there is a better independently run podcast that does a better job than the Unsolved Mysteries podcast. Mm-hmm. They're trying to sow their wild oats in the new digital world and get a piece of every, get a piece of everything. You know, oh look, we have social media now. Oh look, we have a podcast now. Oh look, we're on streaming services now. Like, we're you know. Oh, oh look, look, we sell shitty uh, uh, hats that are made out of cheap materials now. <laughs> well, the whole thing feels kind of cheap and shitty now uh, yeah. compared to the original that ran in the nineties. Anyway, getting off topic here. So while uh, Clayton was in jail in February of 2001, he used a plastic comb to open a lock on a maintenance closet that was located in the corner of his cell. Now, first of all, it seems like a horrible idea to have a door <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a jail cell. I don't, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't care if that bitch is locked. I mean, it's like when these people are trapped like rats and they have nothing to do all day, you don't think they're going to fuck around with that lock a little bit? So in the reenactment, they made it look like it was as easy as just sliding it through the crack of the door in the frame, and it just you know busted like right open with no problem. Um. So once in the closet, he went through the closet that contained um, plumbing and squeezed through an opening in the attic. Once in the attic, he used several tools to dismantle the roof drain. And he then enlarged the hole and climbed onto the roof. And then, he also went on an all prune juice diet prior to this. Yeah, apparently. to get skinny enough to uh, be able to squeeze through all this stuff. That's dedication right there. Because uh, eat in jail, I can imagine eating is one of the only joys you have besides masturbation. Like, uh, th- there's not a whole lot of stuff to look forward to in jail. So to I think to, don't they get to watch TV sometimes? They get to do the stuff in the yard and all that. I don't even know what they what they can and can't do in jail because it, it seems to vary very greatly from what I see. Like some jail cells, there's just like a wooden desk and a bed and a shitter. And then I see like news footage or whatever of another jail cell and they got a TV and they got books and like a guitar yeah. and uh-huh. that's got to be – I think there's like a point system in prison and if yeah. you rack up enough points, you get – to have yeah, those things those privileges yeah, you get privileges probably for good behavior and stuff like that and you also knock time off your sentence as well like with yeah. these points or whatever so that's why people if they're the model prisoner they'll only serve however long of a much longer sentence but so, that also was a negative because you have people who manipulate that and you know just act like they're the, the nicest best possible version of themselves for that one period of time and then they get out early and then do more crimes takes all sorts so Mm -hmm. once he's on the roof he then jumped onto another building after that he jumped 15 feet to the ground i mean isn't that is that a is that pretty far like 15 feet um it's i mean it's it's uh it'd be i feel like that'd be like jumping off like uh like the balcony of a second story because um, I think I would hurt my skinny ass trying to do that. I'd probably like 
tear a ACL or something or you know break an ankle I, I'm, I'm not and I don't think I'd be able to jump 15 feet and then run for a train like I but, think I've done know. that before I think uh, I've jumped out of a second story window well but but then again I got hit and I flew 15 feet in the air and landed on the asphalt so maybe yeah. I can handle it better than I think um, <laughs> so when he hit the ground uh, he jumped onto a nearby train and vanished and apparently he knew that the train would be there at that specific time amazingly none of this was caught on security cameras and wagner was able to escape without detection for hours helicopters and dogs searched for the fugitive but with no luck the national abortion federation immediately put their clinics on high alert two days after the escape police received a report that a man matching wagner's description had stolen a vehicle from a nearby gas station the last confirmed sighting of clayton wagner was in june of 2001 when he was seen on a surveillance camera robbing a bank in harrisburg pennsylvania he has not been seen since as wanted for escape and terrorism ah but fiddle dd he was captured in november of 2001 clayton wagner sent several letters to abortion clinics covered in white powder he claimed the powder was anthrax. However, testing determined that it was a uh, powdered incesticide. Insecticide. insecticide. <laughs> insecticide. Yeah. That's a whole Inse- different kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a whole different Ugh. kind of side. Good. Well, uh, I know. mean, for some people, uh, if something happens between brother and sister, they probably would do it an abortion. <laughs> so it would be incesticide. That's one way to put uh, it. Yeah. Oh, man. That's fucked up. Um,. On December 5th, 2001, U.S. Marshals arrested Wagner outside of a Kinko's in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, because he worked he, at a Kinko's. He worked no, he at a copy worked, shop. No, he didn't work there. He went He went to the Kinko's. No, I heard he actually worked there, and then an employee spotted him. Or it could be one of those things where he just went there a lot, and then an employee spotted him. Well, he loved computers and shit, so he like went there, as well, is what I heard. And they knew he went there because they put they put those wanted flyers all over the Kinkos all over the United yeah. States. Um, blah 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 blah. He is also uh, the first man to appear on the U.S. Marshals' 15 most wanted list and the FBI's 10 most wanted list, despite the hundreds of law. Despite the hundreds of law enforcement that was tracking Wagner, many of them very close to catching him during those nine months at large, the brazen fugitive smiled into the camera of the bank he was robbing and later prominently posted his dead, his deadly plans on his website. Um, I <laughs> the consider- motherfucker had a website. <laughs> yeah. I, it, <laughs> that's, like that's... A ge- geocities dot, you know, Clayton Wagner dot fucking those free websites back in the day you like the the url was hellaciously long yeah i'm just imagining what he would have had it would he would he have had one of those like crazy garish banners uh, on his website all all that awful like uh all those awful gifs and like yeah uh, html like art that like the the stars that would sprinkle down from the top of the page that would just <laughs> yeah. clog, clog up all the bandwidth on your on your uh-huh. shitty modem back in the day uh-huh. when people would pimp out their MySpace page, pages. <clears throat> so um, you'd have music playing in the background. <laughs> God, yeah. aware that Wagner was uh, frequenting Kinkos to use their computers for his website. See, told you the U.S. Yeah. Marshals posted wanted posters of him 
at the counter of every Kinko's store in the country. Then on December 5th, Wagner entered the Kinko's store in Cincinnati and began to use the computer for his website. An alert employee contacted the U.S. Marshals and Wagner was soon arrested without incident. Pleaded guilty possession of a firearm and interstate transportation of a stolen vehicle. Wagner was given a a 19-year sentence with the added uh, previous sentence. He will not be released until 2046. So this guy... He's not as smart as he thinks he is. Like he's, so I'm, I'm really good with computer skills and computers, and makes I made my own website, and I'm gonna talk about my plans on the website, and I'm gonna do it while I'm at a Kinko's. Like, wouldn't you just like get your own personal computer at this point? Well, he probably didn't have like a location that he wanted to stay at for any long period of time. Well, Given even then, the I mean, couldn't you get, like, one of those, like, personal, like, laptop computers around the time? It, dude, back back in 2001, laptop, laptops were god-awful looking. I know, Wait, let me but... search what that looked like. I know, they were laptop awful. Laptop 2001. Like, MacBooks or whatever, like, they were they were terrible, but it works. You could have, like, a typewriter or something, I, I, I don't know, like, just, uh... It just seems like it's one of those things where it's not very smart to, like, go to a a Kinko's and work on your website over there. But maybe it's just one of those things where he couldn't afford to do it in any other way, so. Plus the fact that, like, laptops back then, they were, like, literally, like, $3,000. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But he, but, but, he's, he's Rob's Banks, I'm saying. But... It's one of those things where uh, I was confused about the whole way he got caught because in the update on the Unsolved Mysteries episode I watched on YouTube, like it didn't have that extra detail about putting King flyers up at the Kinkos. Like they were just talking about an employee. Oh, it had it had that on mine, but mine was the VHS. Yeah, this one was different. It was just like an employee saw him and blah 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 blah, and that was it. But uh, either way, he was caught. And, uh, and he, he actually never even got to he never even got to kill a single abortion uh, worker. Oh. No, he didn't get to do anything except he's a know. loser. He's a fucking loser. He didn't like like he didn't even get to do what he I said think he would have been I... a loser even if he did kill a single abortion. Yeah, but uh, I mean, in, in his in his own mind, though, he must just feel like a complete failure. And that brings me joy because, I mean, not not saying that. I wanted Well, this is the succeed. same fucking guy who said that God made him invisible. Yeah. Yeah. When he was on the run from the police, he said that like God because they would they he, like they had a very difficult time catching him and he would evade them at like every point. And motherfuckers get cocky. God made me invisible. I love how the the investigator when when he's talking about that, like he he's really you can kind of tell that he's trying to hold back laughter or trying to hold back you know his true feelings or this fucking guy thinking that God made him invisible. If I was invisible, <laughs> I could watch you in your room. God, what a creepy song Clay Aiken put out back in the day. Oh my god. I, I have I don't think I remember that song. That is incredibly creepy. Like Oh yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It's like um, uh Every Breath You Take. Like that's a creepy song too. Yeah, it's about, about a stalker. It. It's not it's yeah. not a love song. No. Yeah. Clay Aiken. If I was invisible lyrics. Let's see how let's see how the whole thing turns out on this one. Here are the lyrics. Oh oh oh. 
What's she doing tonight? I wish I could be a fly on your wall. Oh. Are you really alone? Who's stealing your dreams? Why can't I breathe you into my life? Oh. So tell me, what would it take to make you see that I'm alive? If I was invisible, then I could just watch you in your room. Is this the incel theme? Is that what this is? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, it gets so much worse. If I was invisible, I'd make you mine tonight. Ugh. If hearts were unbreakable, then I could just tell you where I stand. I would be the smartest man. This is Yeah, this is an incel song, I think. <laughs> if I was invisible, wait, I already am. Saw your face in the crowd. I call out your name. You don't hear a sound. I keep tracing your steps, each move that you make, Ooh. wish I could be. Ooh. What goes through your mind, oh baby, wish you could touch me with the colors of your life? Uh, all right, the buddy. colors of your life? And then he repeats his uh, chorus. If I was invisible, yeah, yeah. Then I could just watch you in your room. If I was invisible, I'd make you mine tonight. I mean, what else could that mean besides I would rape you? Because obviously there's no consent on uh, on on her end. It's just what he wants to do. Um, let's, let's get to the bridge. This is a long song. Like, there's another song like from the '80s. It's called uh, "Wait" by White Lion, and like that one is pretty incel and and stalkerish too. Because it's like wait. Wait, I never had a chance to love you. Wait. <laughs> I always thought that was uh, was just like, really? Like, dude? <laughs> Hold on, Mike. I got to finish this. Okay. I reach, I reach out. You don't even see me. Even when I scream out, baby, you don't hear me. I am nothing without you. Just a shadow passing through. Invisible, invisible, invisible. Oh. Um... And then the does the, the chorus again. I'd make you mine tonight. I would make you mine. If hearts were unbreakable, hearts broke. Then I could just tell you where I stand. I would be the smartest man. If I was invisible, I'd make you mine tonight. And he, he repeats that like six times. Wow. Oh, Desmond Child was one of the songwriters on this one. Wow. He wrote. Uh, he co-wrote several Bon Jovi songs. He wrote co-wrote the "I Was Made for Loving You" by Kiss. Um, he's a very prolific songwriter, but, uh, this song has like one, two, three, four fucking song. I've never understood that with pop songs. Why do you need more than one songwriter? <laughs> like, especially if you're just talking about lyrics, like, don't like, why, why do you need more than one lyricist? As you can see, we, we've run out of things to say about, uh, Clayton Wagner. <laughs> yeah, now I'm talking about Clay Aiken, not Clayton Wagner. You see, see what I did there? Yeah, no, this guy, this guy's psychotic. Um, you know, now that the internet is as prolific as it is, I feel like these people are are have easier access. But you don't even really hear you don't really hear about that stuff anymore. I feel like it's gone kind of gotten more normalized or more. But but you know, abortion was like a really hot topic back in the day. Like, and in some ways, like, it still is for sure. Yeah, it is. But like, so as time has gone on, you know, people just learn to kind of adapt to you know how things evolve and. 
Like, yeah, no I one... think it's it's not as extreme as as it was. Like you don't have as uh, as much of a divide. I think the the people who are pro choice, like there 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 are definitely a lot more of them than there might have necessarily been at the time. So it doesn't seem like there. It's really one of those things where one is an overwhelming majority, or then one is uh, just kind of uh, starting to uh, fill the ranks. Uh, I also think the fact that a lot of the anti-abortionists, a lot of it was very tied into religion. And I think that I'm not saying that that's 100% the case for everyone, but I think there were a lot, there were a lot of instances of these protests where it was very tied into uh, religious stuff, uh, you know, the Bible and God and God's plan and all of that. And, um, as a country, we have become less religious. We have become less tied into the ideals of Christianity compared to other times in the past. There's more atheists, there's more people who don't necessarily believe in those principles. Right. I remember the election of, like, I think it was like 2004. I think it was the John Kerry, George Bush election. And well, that I clusterfuck. Felt, I, I, <laughs> I felt like the three big things that especially Trinity, my, you know, Christian school I went to, like the three big issues of that election that looking back now are like just non-issues was abortion, gay marriage and stem cell research. Those were yeah. like the hot t- social taboos that were being mm-hmm. argued over and, and that's why they had paper cutouts of uh cardboard cutouts of george bush that they would uh <laughs> they would uh, pray to or, or parade around in the church like in that one documentary we watched it was a jesus camp yeah jesus camp had a whole oh thing god george bush i would have taken george w bush any fucking day of the week uh, over donald trump though i'll tell you that yeah much. Yeah, God I think damn. I probably would take him over whoever we got right now, but that's another story that I want I don't want to get into. Um But yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Wagner. Um he's just a piece of shit and uh, a, a deluded crazy nut job and it was honestly if we want to use some religious stuff, it was a, a miracle that he didn't do anything. God, so it was a, you say, I love how you say miracle. It was a good thing that uh, we were able to uh, stop him before he oh did blow God. up a, a clinic. I fucking love how you say miracle. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pay money just for you to say miracle over and over again for eight hours. Sorry. That was weird. I don't know what came over me. That was creepy. Maybe maybe I need to worry about you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just got. Uh, I don't know if anybody, anyone's been able to tell, but like the last, I think, two podcasts or so, I have this new microphone. It's a Shure SM7B. It's literally the mic that every fucking podcaster ha- seems to have. It's like got the. Bl- it's like the black, um, kind of. Well, I mean, it's. A, I don't know. It's hard to describe what it looks like, but. Uh, it's got the little cable that runs out the back of it and all that, and I don't know. It's it like, uh, so I wanted to get I wanted to get up close to it 
so when I'm editing it, I can hear how that sounds. Because a lot of like broadcasters apparently use this mic too. Because once you get really up close to it like this, it's supposed to sound all professional and stuff, which you won't be able to tell Mike right now what I just did, but the listeners will know. Um, but yeah, anyway. You know, you know what show I've been watching lately, Mike? This is the end of the uh, actual podcast, <laughs> so you guys can check out at this point if you want to. Uh, you know what show I've been watching lately that I've been really enjoying is that show Euphoria on HBO Oh, Max. okay. That show that like everybody is talking about and everybody is, has seen except for me because I'm still reliving the past and checking out films that I've never seen from way back in the day, like uh, PCU or uh, The Journey of oh, Matty Gone. I saw PCU back in the day with David Spade. Yeah, that was his first uh, big acting role, apparently, and you can tell like his performance is terrible in that movie. Like, he it, plays it's like, that, like he plays that yuppie white guy yeah, character. So it seems well. like he's doing his character from the famous SNL skits he would do, where he would be the guy who works on the plane. Bye bye now. Yeah, bye bye now. Yeah, like that guy. But like for the entire movie, it gets really uh, irritating after a certain point because it's so one note. Uh, he did way better uh, a year or two later in, in Tommy Boy. Like he showed way more range. That's one I haven't seen. You haven't seen Tommy Boy? I Fuck. knew you were gonna react that Come way. On, no, man, you've no, seen PCU, but you haven't seen Tommy Boy. Look, my cousin had HBO back in the day, and it was just one of those movies that they had on okay. TV when I walked in. All right. So PCU had I- had a good idea. It would never get made today because it's poking fun at political correctness, but it's PG-13. Like, it needed to be R. Like, how are you going to totally destroy how extreme people are in terms of how PC uh, they tend to be if you're you're going to be uh, censored? And then uh, the director himself even agreed with that. It's a studio that fucked them over. And apparently in the script, the plan was to have a band like Nirvana be the band that shows up for the party instead of uh george clinton which makes more sense like george clinton i, I love funk you know he's a great great uh a singer in his own right and his band is awesome but that i don't really buy that he taps into the 90s youth you know that kind right. of thing uh, uh apparently the the director was like oh maybe google Goo dolls but he was afraid that people didn't know who who they were outside of the you know because they were not a u.s band so they went with george clinton the goo goo dolls are totally a u.s band what are you talking about i know yeah that's what he said like that's the director didn't know what the fuck he was sounds like the director doesn't know who the goo dolls is (laughs) yeah apparently all i remember Uh, from that movie is this penis party has got to go hey hey yeah this penis party because it was a bunch of feminists who were uh uh protesting the party uh, so there were some things that were way ahead of their time, like the feminists were getting mad at this other member of the group who previously had dated uh, uh, um, the character played by uh, Jeremy Piven. And they're all like, oh, used to date a white male. <laughs> like, that's the kind of thing that nowadays is like even more hilarious. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, like like that cringy um band that was considered uh, an industry plant that blew up on tiktok they're called tramp stamp mm-hmm. um i think one of their songs was called i'm so tired of dating uh white guys or straight white guys mm-hmm. or, or the, i think one of the lines was i would never i'll never have sex with a straight white guy again or some shit yeah. like that 
it's just like I I I don't know if they're are they calling out the Chads and the 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 Kyles of the of the world are they saying like like those fratty bro dudes who think that they own the world are they referring to them or are they referring to all white men because it gets kind of uh when you start making blanket statements like that it gets like to me anyway it gets to the point to where it's like literally what is the difference between saying that and saying i will never sleep with a, a black man again you know like literally what's the difference when it's it when gets you start it making... gets muddled like things get cloudy when they start you like know, like be a little more specific i know it's like no one's gonna call you out for like bashing white people but you know that's fucked up you know <laughs> it's like what you were teaching our kids that uh anyway i'm not gonna get into all that shit i, just, <laughs> I, I foresee myself using the little razor blade icon and free loops right now making that yeah, edit yeah to cut out that piece yeah so yeah, i'm yeah. saving myself i stand behind the other shit i said but, and i'm not gonna yeah, edit that I, but i, I could have got went further with that but i'm not going to i like the idea of pcu i just don't think it lived up to its full potential a lot of critics actually felt the same way about it it became very generic and predictable at a certain point and Jeremy Piven, I like him, but he is so horribly miscast in, in in that movie, as like the cool, young, college guy who. And he was like already girl... like kind of balding. Yeah, wasn't he? he was like every girl wants to bang this guy. He's he's super popular. He's super in tune with the youth. I'm like he his hairline is receding. He looks like a professor. Like this is the whole Steve Buscemi meme. But like for the the entire movie, like how do you do, fellow kids? Yeah, like that's Jeremy Piven in that film. I Apparently, they wanted Adam Sandler, but Adam Sandler chose to do uh, Airheads instead. Ah, oh, what a great choice! That, that movie's a classic. Is that a cult classic? I don't think that's pretty. I don't think that's a very mainstream movie. But I, I yeah, I would say it's a cult classic, and some people consider PCU to be one as well. But I, I just it was it was okay it was it was a fun watch at least once i mean steve vi did the did the score which is pretty cool steve vi who worked uh with van halen dude me and my brother watched airheads like time and time again growing up like it was <laughs> like that that was just the like, lone rangers <laughs> the lone rangers how can you be lone if there's more than one of you what <laughs> i have no idea what you're saying right now there's three of you therefore you're not lone anymore <laughs> I have no idea what this guy's talking about, but yeah, I, I, I fucking that was a great role for Steve Buscemi. I liked Adam Sandler yeah. in the movie. I liked uh, old Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, like that. It's like you wouldn't think that would work, but it somehow did. Um, I really like Euphoria, though. It's um, centers around the high school dramas of that kids go through these days. Now, you would think on paper, it's like, why the fuck would I want to watch that? I think for me, it like just reminds me of like, since it's on HBO, they can definitely go a lot more gritty with it. Like they can actually go, they can actually like make it like more realistic, I guess. Although yeah, it's a, not like Party of Five or you De, know. or Degrassi. You know, I mean, yeah. even Degrassi went pretty raw as well. Yeah, it did. Like I watched the first ever season of that show for because it was a request for my YouTube channel. And I was surprised by a lot of the topics they were talking about on that show. And yeah, it used to air on like PBS. They were talking about like abortion, uh, you know, you know, uh, drug use, bringing guns to alcohol. school, like school shootings and shit. Yeah, um, yeah. I watched. Uh, I think I watched like I watched a lot of that show growing up. I really liked it. I've always, I don't know, I've always just liked 
those uh, those teams. Oh yeah, what it, it was Jurassic Junior High. Like that's the one that 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 I was that wasn't the high school one. So it was the first ever like Degrassi. Oh, the one in the eighties big show. Yeah, they went to the eighties. Oh no, see, I watched the uh, the the new the the reboot they did in the two thousands. Yeah, I've heard that one's better, or oh. or or at least it's it's a they're different shows. I guess that one's more of a high school thing. If I remember. Yeah, I liked I liked that one a lot growing up. Um, but like that show went on like so long that to the point, and you you only had so many cast members that it got to the point where everyone had slept with everyone at some point. Every any and every thing that could possibly go wrong at a single high school happened at this high school towards the end. It's like, what yeah. more can go wrong here? Like, literally everything. You almost expected, like, the last episode to be the, uh, the bomb which dropped. And yeah. It's like a, an apocalyptic Degrassi. On this, you know, on, on the like... final, on the final, uh, the series final of Degrassi. The finale, Can- yeah. Canada is at war with with uh, Norway, which is normally a pretty neutral country. They're talking about nuclear uh, retaliation. Oh God, Jimmy, what are we gonna do? Uh, all we can do is pray, Emma. You know, and then the school gets bombed or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, literally, that's the only thing that hadn't happened. Or like the gates of like they they bear or they built the high school on an ancient Indian burial ground, and like the the places like. The, the ground opens up and swallows up the school or something like they, they literally were like at to... the end of poltergeist <laughs> but now um i'm on season two like episode three of euphoria and they have like a trans girl on there and she like plays a main part and that's like you know you don't normally see that you know and so that was pretty cool you know because i'm all about supporting the trans people especially mm-hmm. when they're kids and they have you know have it probably like much harder well i don't even have to say probably i i, I can assume they they have it much harder than um well it but, depends it depends on you know the situation it depends on where they uh live it depends on a lot of different things because i think they can have it just as hard as an adult i mean there's a lot of people who have been absolutely just uh abused and in some cases murdered oh know, yeah and, for sure and, so um, i i they did I definitely with go that. with on the on the show. They did definitely go with the angle of, um, and this is this is my this is one of my minor complaints about the show. Um, with the the trans character, uh, of course, they played the angle up that you know. Spoiler alert! Right now, just telling anybody who hasn't gotten to it yet, you can here's your chance to fast forward. They play the whole angle where like, you know. Um, the the jock you know the mr popular jock he secretly uh is is into the trans you know girl and all that and it's like this big shame of his and his his dad's this really you know uh, aggressive dad but then it turns out the dad's also into trans women and it's this huge shame and it's just like I feel like they've played up that angle in any show with a trans woman in it, you know, like, yeah, can they ever just do a show where, where that isn't a thing, you know, a thing that happens where like, you know, there, there's not some secret shame that some guy has by virtue of being, I mean, it it seems like a similar thing where they do it with, with, uh, gays, you know, like, uh, the son is, you know, he's secretly gay and it's like the secret shame. I mean, so, like, so it, within a family dynamic, that is, I think, a shame that a lot of people have who are um, dealing with their sexuality um, in, like, a singular sense within themselves. But with this, it's like the storyline is um, she is interacting with somebody 
uh, who's really popular and his his reputation would be tarnished if anybody knew that they were together. It's like I have heard that story arc so many times, mm-hmm. and for this being such a new and uh, you know yeah. cut, cutting edge show dealing with uh, high school drama, I, I just that's a it, cliche. Yeah, that, I found that, it. I found it to be cliche. rather rather a bit of a cliche, even though it yeah it is interesting and it does add conflict, especially. I mean this this is a different thing altogether, but it it kind of little bit reminds me of the whole bit in Heathers, you know, where they turn like the whole thing where the guy had a gay son and they turn it into like a, a a moment where, uh, he's, they're at the funeral and the guy's like, I love my dead gay son, (laughs) you know, stuff like that, Uh you know, where I, I I just, that's a way to turn it into something that's not the norm. I always think that's just a hilarious scene because it's just, it's just the way that it's executed. That whole film is is brilliant, if you ask me. Heather's. I did see that, or did I see Heather's? Yeah, I did see that one. I don't remember a lot about it though. I remember people dying in it though. Yeah, it's a it's a dark, very dark comedy, dark film. So anyway, um, as I said before, the the podcast ended minutes ago, like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> you're you're out you're out in like like outer space with us right now at this point. We've left Earth long ago. Um, but if you want, like I said before, if you want to join our Facebook group, just go to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in Uncovering Explained Mysteries, click the groups tab. I know it's literally like three or four steps, and that is two or three steps more than what you people are wanting. But that's how you find us. So there you go. Um, if you want to join our Patreon, which has been controlling a lot of our podcasts lately, and I am A-OK with it, baby. Um, it is uh, patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries for the $5 tier. You can uh, give us suggestions on what you want us to talk about. I will say to Heidi, I think it might be Heidi or maybe another person who suggested this. My bad if it's not Heidi. Um, we are eventually going to cover the keepers, but it is a seven part series and it is long. So we have to watch it first. Um, but that is something that is on the docket. And then after that, it is absolutely 100% more than likely going to be a multi-part podcast. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Um, see what $5 gets you, people? Um, you, just have, <laughs> you just have to wait if it's a long thing. If it's a short little 45-minute uh, you know, ex- expose, then we can knock that out easily. But if it's like a, a, an actual whole ass series, then... That takes time. Um, and then I think Robin wants us to do uh, some kind of something or other. Um, okay. So, yeah, there you go. All right. see, see there? See there, people? <laughs> if you want to catch me and Mike separately and entertainingly and you want to see what we look like, what our mugs look like, uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channels. Uh, Mike is a movie guy. He's a guy, and he enjoys the uh, moving pictures, as L. Ron Hubble would say, the pictures. Uh, you can go to his YouTube channel at youtube.com slash OCP communications. Uh, Mike, what was the last video you have? Not? The last uh, video I uploaded is a in-depth review and analysis of the Batman, the latest Batman film that came out this year. Now is your really enjoyed it. Is your review and three hours long as well? No, it's, it's almost an hour, but it's not three hours. Now, but these... there's a reason for that. There's a good chunk of it where I delve into uh, the subtext of the film, uh, some of the messages that that were in it, and 
I fire back against some of the most uh, common uh, criticisms that that people have had when it comes to uh, those uh, who have seen the film who think it's a bad movie or think it it, it, it wasn't that great. Because I've seen a lot of people where they say things that, oh, it's woke it's SJW politics because of like one line of dialogue and some very little uh, flimsy uh, bits. And uh, I just uh, took aim and fired back. And uh, I think it's actually the opposite. I think the film is an anti-woke film. And I explain why. And you're, in the video, you're... As well as sharing a lot of other you know thoughts about the movie. And you're someone who would call that out if you saw it that way. I mean, that's what you did with um, the Ghostbusters 2016, right? Oh yeah, the 2016 film, absolutely. I call that out all the time. Like I don't, I don't, I do not have any qualms with pointing that out, uh, and I don't really feel any uh, uh, pressure to not do so. I think there's a lot of people who, because they might have a bigger platform than me. Maybe they feel like, oh, I can't really say honestly how I feel right. because then uh, I'll lose a sponsor or I'll lose subscribers or I won't get as many views. And, like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I'm just going to say it like it is. You can agree with it or not, and that's fine. But I'm I'm not afraid to, to fire back at what I, what I think smells like a bunch of bullshit i mean when it's so obvious like that's why i don't read rolling stone i i subscribed to rolling stone magazine for a little bit there but then i i just had to unsubscribe and uh when i when they re released their 500 top albums of all time revised i remember that yeah like i you did just, a whole video about it oh i did four <laughs> a four-part live stream and i just <laughs> tore into them because it's like the woke factor for that list was like so on parade and all just just clearly obvious like you're taking people and 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 scoring them so much higher than you mm -hmm. originally did i mean there is a line in the film where where catwoman says something about white privilege but i just think that line is being blown up way out of proportion when, when you look at the full picture of the you film. know t like terms like white privilege and check your privilege and acknowledge your privilege and this that, and the other, they're they're become they're becoming so like they're so uh overused at this point that it's just becoming like a just like a tired cliche that it's ridiculous it, it does, it's it, becoming ridiculous it just doesn't even offend me anymore because it's so yeah. it's so played out it's just like i just kind of roll my eyes and ignore it you know like it's like, and yeah, I, I you think, know, whatever, like, sure, you know, white yeah. privilege, yeah, okay. I, I think with uh, the Batman, I think it's actually pointing out how ridiculous that mindset is because it's so out of place and random, and she's saying it to the face of Batman, a white man who saved her life. And this whole film is, a, is about the Batman who, if you think about it, Bruce Wayne is the epitome of white privilege, like right. the man, has, he has these millions and millions of dollars that he inherited from his rich white parents who died. So yeah, I so. just find it ridiculous that people want to say that film is woke or say that it's bad because it's woke. <clears throat> like, that's just ridiculous to me. All I'm saying is they put D'Angelo, the uh, R&B singer, 
At literally, they put one of his albums at like number seventeen. I think. I've never even heard of D'Angelo. Oh, I've heard of him, but he is—he's not even the best R and B singer. He's like—he was decent for like a small window of time in the '90s and early 2000s. They put his album above like Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and Van Halen, and it's just like, you know, fuck you guys entirely. You are not—you are not like ranking you're not ranking these people by their virtues anymore you're doing it to be woke you're doing it to be like look how diverse and Uh open-minded i am you know oh the old guard of the the uh you know uh like because you know like the old rolling stone writers we're gonna make our you know we're the new woke Uh rolling stone writers and we're gonna make our mark you know fuck those old dinosaur bands like the you know that you know the term go woke go broke and Rolling Stone is probably not doing very well, <laughs> and for good reason. If they're gonna try to take that approach, I mean, it, it's just uh, look at what's ha- what happened to MTV. Like it's the same sort of thing that's happened to that network. Oh, well, I and... think MTV suffered for a completely different reason. I think they suffered because they're uh, a they um, they sold their soul. They saw how much money that reality TV shows were making them. Yes, and so they stopped programming yeah. music related yes. content and they started programming reality related content and b they're just not relevant anymore to teenagers no no but they also did move in that direction like, if they wanted infamous, to be relevant again, there's an infamous youtube video that was just torn to shreds by youtubers that mtv did that was just spewing a bunch of woke just bullshit and then you started to see a lot of their programming that was kind of leaning towards that direction. So I, yeah, maybe it didn't start. What do you mean their way? programming? Their only programming is uh, is ridiculousness with Rob Deerdick. That's the only <laughs> show they play on their network anymore. I know, but they did have some shows that were trying to you know appeal to the woke crowd, and then it didn't do anything. Which ridiculousness just... is essentially just watching Chive TV with with like a bunch of people commentate commentating on it, or or like it, it, it's a rip off of Tosh Point That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much with more of a broy skateboarder guy vibe. Because um, Rob Deerdeck literally was MTV at one point. I mean, he had like three different yeah. shows going on at once there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like that's uh, yeah. MTV is. I mean, I remember when TRL used to mean something. Total Request Live, like that. That show used to. That mean doesn't mean something. anything. And if you mention TRL, a bunch of people are gonna be like, "Huh?" Yeah. If you if you went, <laughs> if you mention TRL to a Gen Z kid they're gonna be like uh yeah what's i I don't i don't know what that means they're like is that a new term is that a new is that uh, too too read long i don't know too long read i'm not sure if if mtv wanted to reestablish themselves in any any kind of significant way they would just make themselves a tiktok channel and like focus on making premium uh tiktok content um it's insane to me how quickly tiktok has become the like the place to go i mean look how popular vine was until it got shut down and i think you know it it, 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 vine was super huge it was a super big thing i never cared about vine like the whole concept of like what like two or three second videos or whatever like that was insane to me like and i the thing with tiktok like i feel, feel like it's the same way it's like it's too much of a nicotine hit every time i swipe it's like tiktok or youtube 
it's long form. It they take their time. To... Well, they're trying to do. They're they're trying to ride the TikTok trend too with these YouTube shorts. Yeah, and that's fine. Whatever you know, as long as they keep it separated from their long form content. I I upload shorts all the time on my YouTube channel. You know, yeah. like yeah. So that's 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 fine. But like, I like content that like takes a minute to establish itself and gets to this. You know, it rewards you with this. You know, point that it ends up it's making shit, and. It- you go on this like journey or whatever, but with TikTok, it's like as soon as I open it up, it's like this loud. I'm being blasted with loud, yeah. someone yelling something or uh-huh. some crazy thing happening, and, and it's only like yeah. ten seconds long, and then I swipe down yeah. and it's another crazy thing, yeah. and it's like God, dude, bro, just I can't. It's just that's too much. not that different from Vine. Vine wasn't just two to three seconds. Like there was there was stuff that was like ten seconds long. So it's one of those things where it's a similar thing to that. But then it's combined with the the musically thing, which was a trend for a little bit. So then you have that that's now combined with Vine. It's basically musically and Vine that are combined into this like monstrous Frankenstein creation. Well, I can tell you one thing: TikTok ain't going nowhere. No, like they are too. They have already no. become this dis- no. behemoth. And also, here's the thing: it, it taps into Gen Z, and they have this whole. It sucks to really uh, think about it, but it's very evident that their attention spans are a lot shorter. It's very evident, 100%, uh, because of a lot of the way that they were raised with, you know, this content that's quick cut, blah, 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 you know, short, da, 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 and then, like, just throwing in with TikTok now and everything, and just it's just going to get even shorter. Like, you have people who I work with who are younger part of Gen Z and they're like, Oh, I can't even like barely even watch a movie. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean like, you know, but YouTube videos or TikTok videos, they get binged for hours, you know, that kind of thing. If there are certain, uh, length or they could watch a TV show, but that's, they, that's they, gotta they be like, they re- can't watch a movie. They've gotta be like rewiring their brain if they keep doing that. Yeah. Like, I thought like Stephanie, she's in denial. Like my, my bandmate to those of you who don't know, um, <laughs> she's in denial. I, I'm asked, I'm like, why are you always watching those stupid, like she, you know, these, why are you always watching these dumb TikTok videos? You know, you're, 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 you're a little bit older than I am, you know, like this. Uh-huh. And, and she's like, she's like, I'm not, I'm watching reels on Instagram. I'm like, bro, it's the same fucking concept. Like, I, yeah. it's like they've already gotten to you, man. Like you were someone who never, watch that shit and now they just can't get to me i'm immune like i've tried yeah i'm not into it either i've tried watching tiktok videos i tried to even watch ones that are um pertinent to me because i i learned that it's not just girls in pajama shorts booty dancing to the latest line dance (laughs) i found out that there's actually other tiktoks like there's you know ones that give you advice there's these there's that Mm -hmm. there's those whatever um and uh, I just I can't with any of them. None of them. I've just I've just, I've just uh, the closest I've gotten is I've seen some reaction videos from some YouTubers that I like because I like their personality. But that's really as close as I've gotten. I had I don't have the app. Uh, um, I actually uninstalled it from my phone because it was already pre-installed. <laughs> what? It was pre-installed. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was Did you get it new? Yeah, I got a new phone. Yeah, my phone was new. Yeah, it was pre-installed. What the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> Wow. Uh, brute force marketing right there. Um, 
That reminds me of that. Uh, did you see Don't Look Up? Yes. That reminds me of that scene where it's like, oh, the, the newest album dropped and my phone bought it already. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when everyone was like freaking out, like how many, like 10 years ago when the new iPhone. Yeah, came the U2, the pre- U2 pre-installed album. Yeah. The U2 album and everyone was like bitching and moaning. They're like, how do I delete it? And it's like, Bro, it's free music, man. Chill the fuck out. Like, I remember when you would get like a Windows desktop, yeah. like a long time ago, and it, like, it came with like three songs on there just to, t- yeah. you know, just as like a sample, so you could sample like your speakers or whatever. And, um, you know, it was like, oh, that's cute. Like, they gave me some songs. Cool. Flash forward to like whenever that YouTube thing happened, they're like, oh my god, I can't believe they would have done this to us. All 54 megabytes of space that that takes up on my phone. How fucking dare they? I hate you too. <laughs> now, now most people would be like, "Cool." No, and, I think and not think I, much I, about it. No, I mean now, now I think they would still have the same exact reaction. I think that it just that's how little people value music anymore. They just like if you give it to them for free, they're like, "How fucking dare you?" You know, it's like <laughs> literally like back in the day, you'd get a, a, a like. Well, I mean, a Windows... if you think about it, like. When I buy an MP3 player, it always comes preloaded with some generic crap in terms of songs that are on there. So, like, if I got U2, that's a step up from that. This is yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't love U2, music. but... <laughs> I mean, it's better than free elevator music. <laughs> now, I mean, I, I guess, like, the people who are on the side of, like, oh, the I don't like the whole subliminally marketing this album towards me and all, I mean, I... Maybe on that level, I kind of get it, but even still, it's like, yeah. fuck. And you know, it's so speaking, of music, uh, speaking of music, speaking of music, I have a, I have a music, I have a YouTube channel myself, and I, I talk about music-based things, and it is uh, YouTube.com/slash/dancingwithghosts. And after all that bitching and moaning about TikTok, Dancing with Ghosts is on TikTok. <laughs> just search, <laughs> just search Dancing with Ghosts. We do. Um, you whore. Oh, I know. <laughs> Well, you know, we're trying to actually make an active go of it here with the music thing. And it's like, (laughs) if you're an artist and you're not on TikTok, you're screwing your own self. I mean, you're fucking yourself out of potential fans. Um, There's a lot of people that watch. I don't blame you. I'm just fucking with you. Oh, no, I know. (laughs) The last video I did on my YouTube uh, channel, though, which has bombed, uh, is the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the soundtracks, how they changed uh, gaming soundtrack history. Um pissed me off because i put a lot of work in that video with a lot like a lot of editing a lot of video clips and shit and i guess just no one that that was content that just didn't really appeal yeah, to that's anyone what i'm worried about if i change my style like if i put all that extra effort into it and it actually does get past youtube's algorithm in terms of things getting banned and then it still doesn't get very much views then like what what really w- would the point be yeah, I mean, it really, it really. At this you point off. in my life, I'm like, I've been on here for over 11 years. I, I have a small, dedicated following who just like what I do, the way that I've been doing it, and I've had people who say things like it's helped them get through their day, which is very humbling, and I've had people who have grown up with me, which is crazy to think yeah. about. As long as you've been on there, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and. Uh, so I, I'm I'm okay with just 
doing what I'm doing. I mean, I work two jobs. I barely have enough time to do this podcast, let alone YouTube videos. It's a shame so, you well, can't monetize your channel because you can yeah, make a it's, few I, couple hundred extra bucks yeah, a month. Yeah, maybe. Even when I was monetized, I wasn't making that much. Because you were partnered up with some other fucking person. Well, even, was... even when I wasn't partnered, I wasn't making a ton. Every I make I make like... Uh... I don't know, like 150 around that yeah. a month. I mean, I could, I could try to do it again. I just have to delete a bunch of stuff that that has copyrighted material in it. Oh see, yeah, see that's YouTube right. Says. You, you have a lot of that stuff on there. Yeah, I try to avoid that as much as possible. Um, I, somehow, I, nothing in the Tony Hawk video got flagged. Um, I tried to use very short clips, but you know, if you're talking about video game soundtracks, you know, you kind of have to add the music in there. Um, so yeah, and uh, you know, doing all these stupid TikTok videos, I've I've been ignoring my main mainline YouTube channel. Um, so I haven't put out a vid- new video in almost fucking two weeks, you know. And I, I was thinking about working on it tonight, but I've just recorded a podcast for two hours, and I don't know if I feel like doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might rather go out and get a beer. Um, but yeah, uh, YouTube.com/slash Dancing with Ghosts. We're also on Spotify. I've told all you people this before, and either you care or you don't at this point. Uh, our numbers uh, are what they are, whatever. Um, all right, uh, this is a nice fat one for you with only probably a third of the podcast dedicated to the actual topic of the <laughs> <laughs> podcast itself. But, uh, yeah, Till next time, have a good rest of your night. Bye. See ya.